Hello and welcome to Supplement, a podcast of the Economic and Political Weekly. On this season of Supplement, we bring you experiences from the field, published in EPW Postscript, read by the authors. On this episode, we have Rajiv Kushwa reading his piece in which he reflects on his experience of conducting ethnographic research during the COVID-19 pandemic and dealing with the disruptions in time and space that are encountered in the process of conducting research mediated by the internet. Rajiv Kushwa is a queer Bahujan writer and researcher pursuing his Master's in Women's Studies at the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Mumbai. And now, Rajiv Kushwa. Queering care and the space-time disruptions of COVID-19. When I enrolled in the master's program in women's studies at the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Mumbai, I was already excited about a dissertation and going to the quote-unquote field for research. While I lectures on qualitative research methodology discussed field research, I never got the time or space to explore the field since the fever component of the course remained online because of the pandemic. From the day I wrote, Mother Taught Me, a poem about my experiences of learning the notions of caring from my mother in a transactional manner, I've always wanted to explore the idea of caring and mothering among queer individuals. But taking my research forward, primarily through an autoethnography and reflexive dialect interviewing, was emotionally challenging. A significant component of my research work involves the notion of collaborative witnessing, where a relationship of caring is present between the participant and the researcher with a sharing of authority and responsibility through mutual listening and caring. Attempting to queer care is to place it outside the binaries and norms of patriarchy. However, I confronted another peculiar binary, physical space and digital space. I conducted most of my reflexive dialectic interviews face-to-face in shared spaces and some through Zoom. The critical difference between the two experiences was that there were greater complexities in the Zoom interviews besides digital fatigue and problems with the software, specifically around collaborative witnessing, as we were not in the same space. I conducted my fieldwork between August and December 2021 when the threat of COVID-19 was still looming large and some restrictions on movement were still in the place. While collaborative witnessing meant sharing the same space, pandemic precautions required the participants and myself to keep a safe distance. However, there were other more challenging disruptions The intellectual disruption caused by COVID-19 was unique in the sense that it lay at the confluence of personal and institutional space. Students like me were expected to create knowledge not in or from a university or library space, but from our personal private spaces. First, the idea of research as something structured broke down. We are supposed to follow a specific methodological structure to pursue our research, but due to the uncertainties of the pandemic, we had nothing to guide our work. 
This disruption introduced me to patchwork ethnography, that is, ethnographic research designed around irregular data collection from the field. Though patchwork and digital ethnography were helpful, they meant a reconfiguration of the entire research methodology, which was difficult for me as a qualitative researcher relying on the phenomenology of the interview spaces. Moreover, the home as a space to conduct online interviews was suitable neither for me nor for the participants to converse on sensitive issues like sexuality. The notion of time and space, which always followed linearity in a university setting, suddenly became non-linear. It seemed to branch off in different directions as I was engaged with my fieldwork, classwork, and personal struggles all at the same time and within the same space. I moved away from home for some time to Delhi, an affirmative space where I could meet my participants and sit with them in a space that was not a Zoom screen. This ability to share the physical space made a significant difference, but only for a limited time. With every interview, I understood the significance of conducting in-person interviews and more so as a safe space, one that opened up opportunities and conversations without much effort and not by design. During one interview, I was pleasantly surprised as I stumbled across a potential participant while conducting another interview in a park. I was already connected to the other person through social media and the participant and I could see that the other person with the group of friends was interested in what we were doing. Later that day, we conversed over Instagram and they agreed to participate after I told them about my research. Some interviews were conducted in two parts, often separated by a few days. I would always start the second part of the interview asking what the participant thought about this gap in time and the loss in insights due to the disruption and repetition would become more evident as we went back to the themes. At this point, I was also pondering how I see knowledge, its production, and assessing my contribution to the academic understandings of caring. I read The Queer Art of Failure by Jack Halberstam and my perspective on intellectual knowledge, the idea that knowledge has to come from strict, structured places was changing with the realization that knowledge can also come from ways of forgetting and stupidity. I knew that my enrollment in a gender studies program was inspired by the feminist rallying cry of the 1960s and 1970s. The personal is political. But I could not grasp how intrinsically this idea attached to our identities. I realized that it is more around how our lived and shared experiences are shaped and how they shape the discourse or intellectual knowledge. There was again a disciplinarity, a kind of strictness to knowledge that could not exist with the uncertainties and a lack of structure due to the pandemic. Additionally, talking to 15 queer, non-binary and gay men about their caring ideas led to a significant self-reflection. These hours of talking to my participants hold as much precious significance for research and knowledge as they do for me as a queer person finding ways to disrupt heteronormativity around me. My lived experiences define my study and they have not been linear or structured, scattered across time and space. While I wonder about the kind of discipline and structure that a campus and library could have presented me with, 
the fact that I got to converse with my participants in a shared space has been remarkable. The disruptions of time and space resonated at some places with the idea of querying itself, informing my work on querying care. In November, even as I pondered these thoughts, I shared them through an Instagram post, an unlikely place to write about it. One of my research participants commented on the post, marking a full circle of the disruption in or to my research. I talked to them about the research on another online platform, conducted an interview in a shared physical space, and their heartwarming feedback came unexpectedly on another online outlet. They acknowledged the thinking and rethinking on their part that was involved in the conversation and how emotionally draining it was for the both of us. At the same time, while realizing the heterogeneity in the concept of care, the inherently political nature of it became more evident with the unequal power dynamic between the caregiver and care receiver based on factors like age, gender, or who is more masculine and by extension considered stronger. This acknowledgement broke through the disruption of time and space coming full circle and marking a moment of querying care that underlines my whole work. The research experience has been non-linear with multiple branches with me engaging with a lot of things at the same time while caring across a disruption of time and space. Many interviews did not happen for the unexpected reasons that had to do with time and space, of lost shared spaces of caring. Some potential participants were interested, but my research requirements had reached a point of saturation. But they have said that they would love to read the work. Another form of querying care and collaborative witnessing, where there is a no direct participation, but there is indeed a shared connection. Throughout this process, I queried my way through the disruption of time and space and that of intellectual knowledge itself. The idea of care mediated my research journey as I struggled to find balance through the disruption of time and space. In this process, I queried the idea of care that I shared with the participants and the idea of doing research in a pandemic as well. The disruptions introduced me to newer alternative ways of being, of knowledge, and of caring for my research participants, and working through these disruptions is querying my way through the uncertainties of space and time of a pandemic. That's it for today. You can find photos from the field as well as a link to this article in the show notes on our website epw.in slash podcast, where you can also find more episodes of Supplement, as well as our other podcast, Research Radio. To experience all that EPW has to offer, head over to epw.in and subscribe today. This is Johan Singh. Bye-bye for now.